This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Christ Way Church Treasure House brings to you the word of God with power and simplicity. God bless you as you listen. Thankful Lord. We thankful Lord. We thankful Lord. We say thank you, Father. We say thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Okay, just one more prayer before we start the teaching this evening. That in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we receive God's word, our hearts are blessed and our souls are nourished. Can we just go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost now? Lord, Lord, your word nourishes us. It transforms us greatly. Your glory is seen all over us by the power that is in your word we are transformed Lord in the name of Jesus all your blessings we received by your word all your promises we know today by your word in the name of Jesus Maraha Shategahaya Leridos Beriga Elekidos Eramanaha Tegela Bredo Sidahai in Jesus mighty name we pray Amen Hallelujah Let's can all have your seats Thank you. Oh, do you know the song? Why you're sitting? You don't need to stand up. Um, hallelujah to God most high. Hallelujah. I believe the choirs are with the mic. Hallelujah to God Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen, church. Are you happy to be here this evening? Glory to God. I welcome everyone to church, to Bible study this evening. How has been your day? How has been your day, everyone? It has been what? Nice. Oh, great. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So we we, uh, we, we concluded on the Helper series last week. Glory to God. How many of you enjoyed that series? You enjoyed it. Great, 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 great teaching. Great teaching all around. Amen. I mean, um, talking of Jethro, Abigail, Mordecai, Joseph, Barimatia, Tabitha, Silas. Then Mama took us through um, the helper in Aquila and Priscilla last week. Hallelujah. How many of you were blessed about that teaching? Those series of teachings. How many of you? With a show of hands, can I see? How many of you were blessed by that series? Oh, all right. Amen. Today, we want to start a new series. It's, it's a short one. It's just going to be this week and next week. And the title is Developing a Good Attitude. Can we all say that together? Can we, can we say that with life? Developing a good attitude. Developing a good attitude. Topic we'll be discussing today says attitude, the prerequisite for effective relationships. How many of us are with our manual today? Okay, nobody. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll not be using much of the manual. We'll just speak one scripture, then we'll do a lot of Bible study. Amen. Today's Bible study, so we'll do a lot of Bible study. Then we'll come back for the discussion. All right. All right, church. Okay, I'll just read the key verse from here. It says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith. 12, verse 3. Hallelujah. Now let's go to um, where we start our study today. James, I want to look into some of the church or his church. James chapter 4. From verse 1 it says, From whence come, come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members. Let me jump to verse 6, then we'll come back for the whole chapter. Verse 6. He said, but he giveth more grace. He giveth what? He giveth what? More grace. He said, wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto who? Unto who, the church? Unto the humble. Amen. Okay, so today we're going to be considering um, that attitude. You know, we've been learning about helpers and people have come around. Do you believe people are coming around for you? Do you believe it? Do you believe people are coming around for you? You know, we learn that we are not without help. We are not without help. People are coming to us all the time, every time. Amen, church. Amen, church. And more than that, we are also going out. We are also reaching out to men. How many of you have started doing that? <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, this month also, we're learning about giving. And I think everything just goes together. Do you get that? Even what I want to talk about today is um, basically humility. Glory to God. How many of you are happy to learn about that? I want to talk about humility today. 
And you see, even it takes humility. You know, Pastor was teaching in the first teaching on, of giving that it takes, when you give to someone, you're honoring the person. How many of you remember that? How many of you were in service for that? Okay. It, 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 so it takes humility that you're giving to someone, and when you're humble to give to someone, you are honoring them. So we'll, we'll go a lot into all of that. But this morning, oh sorry, this evening, I want us to do a little study from James before we go on. So I heard verse 1 already. I will go to verse 2 now. It says, Ye lost and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. It said, You fight and war, yet have not because you ask what? You ask what church? I, I will put our Bible today. All right. Now let's go to verse 3. It said, Ye ask and receive not because you ask what? So in verse 2, we are saying they do not ask. Did you get that? Did you get that? Okay, in verse 3 now, it's saying that they have asked, but they are doing what? They are asking amiss. It said that ye may consume it upon your loss. So he said they are basically asking because of their own lust. There is no um, spirit-inspired definition for what they have desire for. There is no favoring the gospel in what they are asking for. Do you understand that? So he said at first they were not asking at all. Because probably they did not believe that God can provide. Something like that. And he said, when they started asking, they were not asking the right things. They were asking only things that would benefit them and themselves alone. Amen. Do you remember what I read to us from Romans chapter 12, verse 3? It's talking about the grace. It said, for, the, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, he said, do not think of yourself more highly than your heart. He said, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. So they are not thinking of one person alone. Do you understand that? They are thinking for the whole church. They are thinking for the whole ministry. Glory to God. You know, last week, our pastor handed on the note that we are, what, 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 what role are you playing in the church? How will we remember your role, your contribution in the church? Amen. All right, let's go on. Verse 4 now, from that James chapter 4. He said, ye adulterers and adulteresses. He said, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? He said, whosoever therefore who befriend of the world is the enemy of who? Is the enemy of who, church? Of God. Verse 5 now says, Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? Do you think what the spirit of God is doing in us is to envy others? Do you think that? Do you think that, church? For a second, you know, a lot of persons have separated themselves from the church. And you see, when you're not doing for the church, it, it's a sign that you've separated yourself for the church, from the church. Do you get that? Okay, I'll take that again. When you're in the church, do you understand me? When you're in the church, you ought to behave as one who is of the church. You know, when we talk about Christ, we're talking about a group of persons who are now together in Christ now. Talking about Jesus being the head and the church being the whole body. Do you get me now? Wow. <laughs> Are we in church today? Are we in church today? Do we, okay, should we pray in the Holy Ghost before we continue? Oh, all right. So then it goes to verse 6. Then it said, But he giveth more grace. He said, Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud. He said, And giveth grace unto the humble. What is grace? Who will help us with that? What is grace? What is, what is, what is grace? What do you understand by grace? Anybody? Ma? 
unmerited favor. Favor is still a big word. <laughs> Let's assume favor is a big word. So who wants to define probably favor so that we can, okay, now add unmerited to it or somebody wants to define to us directly what grace is? Anybody? Nobody? All right, Tabitha wants to. This is when we enjoy a direct, uh, a divine influence from God. Can we, can we appreciate her? Can we appreciate her? He said, this is when we enjoy help, divine. Do you understand that? Amen. Somebody else, who wants to help us with that? What do you think grace is? One more person, then we'll move on. Just do you want to help us out? Anybody? We can say grace is a gift that we don't deserve, which, you know, was given to us. Amen. Can we celebrate, Brother Joseph? He said grace is a gift that we do not deserve. Amen. Okay, I'll come back to that story. I will not give a definition of that yet. But before we continue, I want us to talk about attitude. You know, today we say our topic is attitude, the prerequisite for effective relationships. So in the, in the manual here, it says attitude is how you approach others. It said with your outlook, the kind of face that you make in front of persons, outlook on your life, your manners, your posture, your feelings, your mindset. It said your way of thinking and your way of what? Oh, behaving. You don't have your manuals here. And your way of behaving. Amen. So the way you behave, the way you interact with persons, the way you feel about them. Your primary uh, notion about people and about situation, that is your attitude. What is it? You can talk about your attitude to money, your attitude to life, your attitude to relationships. Glory to God. Glory to God. So today we were saying that this attitude is prerequisite. It's very basic for all our relationships. So that even when we have um, helpers around us, there, there is an attitude that draws them. There is an attitude that multiplies helpers. Do you understand what I'm talking about? There is an attitude that makes you uh, bless people more. There is an attitude that makes them bless you more. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Can we move to this side so that we don't have to go around? Can we? Um, all right. He said, but he gives us grace now. So the grace, when we talk about grace now in relation to our attitude, it's talking about we uh, contributing now. Um, or receiving of God's contribution in how we relate with others. What I define grace as is the ability to do more. Especially from this part of the scripture. The ability to do more. So you see, in that passage of the scripture that we, that we read, it said, in accordance with the measure of faith, God has given who? You. God has given you a measure of faith already. Do you understand that? But you see, there is this attitude that will get you God's grace. And what that God's grace would now do is that even though we all have the same measure of faith, some of us will learn to demonstrate it more than others. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So there is no one um, human or believer that was born a spiritual giant. We all got it one way or the other. Do you understand what I'm talking about now? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Now in this passage of the scripture... We understand that what really got the grace was the humility. Do we all agree to that? Talking about James chapter 4 verse 6 now. What, what got the grace now? What got the grace, church? Humility. So today we want to do a study around humility. Can we go to Philippians? 
chapter 2. So that is one of the texts from the manual, Philippians chapter 2. I will do a study through. I tell you, it's a beautiful passage of the scripture. There, there are a lot of things to learn here. A lot. You know, it, uh, it tells us of Jesus, tells us of the Philippian church, tells us of, um, tells us of um, Epaphroditus, tells us of Timothy, tells us of even Jesus. Okay, now, let's go. I want us to read it together. Can we do that? Can we do that? Okay, we are there now. Okay. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Verse one. If time will permit us, we'll, we'll go through the whole passage, and if not, we'll jump to other passages and check what the Lord has for us. Amen? Verse 1 says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, continue. If any fellowship of the Spirit, Amen. What that place is simply saying is, if indeed you say you are saved, if you have received anything of Christ at all, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, see what Paul says to them in verse 2. He said, Fulfill ye my joy, that he be like-minded, having the same mind, being of one accord and of one mind. He said, okay, if you want to demonstrate that you are now believers, he said, now, learn to share things together. And what is that thing that he's talking about? Are we in church today? <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's read verse 2 together, church. One to go. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. He's saying we should have the same mind. But the way we get the same mind is when we identify with love. I tell you, that is the primary attitude that will help any relationship. I told you that this passage is going to show us a lot of things about that. So he's saying the way they can fulfill or show that they are saved, he said, is to have the same mindedness. Verse 3 now said, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than who? Than themselves. You know, a lot of the times people begin to judge, okay, Jesus has said he has come to fulfill the scriptures. Um, to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So, who should we love more? God, our neighbor, ourselves. Okay, let me throw the scripture to us. Who, who, should we, who should we love more? God, okay. Who should we love next? Answer now. Yourselves. Okay, who should we love last? <laughs> Amen. 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 But is that, is, that, is that what the scripture is saying? I'm not saying you should not love yourself, but is that what the scripture is saying? Okay, let us look into the scriptures again. <laughs> it says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on what? On the things of others. Amen. You see, we were on the series of love, the love challenge before um, we, we, we had a little interruption and hopefully very soon we'll continue the, the Sunday school teaching. And we're talking about love. All right, and I said something very important about the agape love, about the love that we're talking about. I said it is spirit inspired. Amen. Amen. You see, the same kind of love that you should show it to yourself, there is need that you should also show it to others. I mean, that was one of the things that we talked talked about when we we're talking about Tabitha under the upper series. I mean, she was she was frugal. No, sorry, she was giving to the widows. She was open to them. Amen. I see that. That, that created an opening, easy opening for compassion. Do you understand what I'm talking about? How many of you are around for the Tabitha teaching? All right. So we understand that when you, when you, under, when you come into this um, 
unity of faith, you have to demonstrate this love. You have to be able to listen for God's word at all times on who and what to give and how to give. You know, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, um, verse, sorry, chapter 8, verse 5, Paul was talking of the Macedonian church. He said they gave what? They gave themselves. They did what? They gave themselves. The person that is giving himself, please tell me, who is he putting first? Do you understand what I'm talking about? He said they gave themselves first to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's continue. He said, let us mind being you, which was also in Christ. Versus is going to start explaining what mind that is. He said, who being, can we all read together, church? In the form of God. Verse 7. Hallelujah. So you see the scripture saying, son of man, son of God. I'm talking about the gospels now. Even when Jesus was alive, you see the use of son of man, the son of God. He, 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 was, he was the two together. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He was the son of man because he was born after the likeness of man. And he's the son of God because God himself sent him. He sent his only begotten son. Do you understand that, John 3, 16? Amen, church. Are we distracted this evening? Can, can we? Okay. <laughs> we said we cannot come together. <laughs> Amen. All right. He said, who being in the form of God? He said, he thought it not, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. You see, his natural state was God's same state. Amen. Let, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 2. This will help us illustrate what Jesus did in that Philippians. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the love that was set before him, he said, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So when Jesus was, was, was around us here, he said his focus was on that joy. Remember where we started from in that Philippians? Paul was saying that we should fulfill, that the Philippian church and us as believers, we should fulfill his joy. That we are now believers. He said that is primarily his excitement. He said we should now fulfill it. We should now do what? We should now fulfill it. And the way to go about fulfilling it is now demonstrating this humility that, is, that we cannot find in Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, now let's go back to Philippians. Verse 8 now. He said, I'm being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. He said, I became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So we, we understand from uh, Isaiah chapter 53 now that Jesus suffered a lot of things. So that we can no longer suffer. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Should we check um, Isaiah chapter 53 just now? Let, let's go to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53. We'll just speak randomly a few verses, then we'll get back to this Isaiah. Uh, sorry, this Philippians. Let's just go to verse 3. It said, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow. So you are in a relationship. Do you understand where we're coming from now? We're talking about the attitude that helps us in our relationship. He said attitude is a prerequisite for a, for a productive relationship. Amen. 
Amen, church. And now we're saying that, okay, that character of God that is primarily responsible for this productivity is love. And that in love, there is humility. And this humility brings us all together to serve ourselves accordingly so that we can be productive. Do you understand that? Okay, now, it's not saying that, okay, the person that really paid the price was who? It was Jesus. So that was, this, that was hanging on the cross alone without any help. Without any help. So that you can have help now. Hallelujah. So that you can have help now. So the help is now abundant around you because he was alone then. So he now gave you brothers and sisters in, 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 in faith so that they can be your company now. So people now begin to argue that we have unbelieving friends. So it, it, it's not wrong. But I mean, come, and think, come, come, come on and think about the, the, the innumerable number of company that you have in believers now. And don't be drawn away with general things and random persons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know where we started from that um, James chapter 4 verse 6? It said, when you sow humility, you, you, will, you, will, you will report. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. That has to be going back to all the scriptures and coming back and coming back again. It said, when you, when you sow humility, you will, reach, you will reap grace. You will reap grace. You'll be able to do more with your friends with your family, in all your relationships. You receive grace. You, you receive the ability to do more. Amen. Okay, now let's go back to Philippians. He said, Wherefore God, hath, God also hath highly exalted him, he said, and given him a name which is above every name. Can we stand together? Amen. Amen. Is it on the screen? It is. So we should read it like we are alive now. Amen. It said, God's word is quick and powerful. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, church? Say, I believe that. Say, I believe the word of the Lord is quick and powerful. Okay, can we read verse 10 together with a loud voice now? He said that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Quickly, quickly, can we go back to that, James, chapter 4, verse 6. But now we read 6 and 7. Because the thought of humility does not finish in that verse 6. Because we understand that the Bible was initially never written in chapters and verses. So the thought continues. Let's start from verse 6. He said, but he giveth more grace. Whosoever he said, wherefore, sorry, wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Verse 7. Can we read 7 together? Hallelujah. So you see that in relationships a lot of the time, there are devils. Are you listening to me? Can you remember what happened between Jesus and Peter? Jesus, uh, Peter was trying to be a good friend unto Jesus. Do you understand that? But Jesus said, I rebook you. But the only way you'll be able to understand or see or perceive who is speaking when you receive an instruction from a friend, when you, when you receive an help from a friend, sorry, when you receive a help from a friend is when you submit to who? To who, church? And how did we start about this submitting? Sorry. Sorry, church. How did we start about this submitting? Verse 6. What did we say in verse 6? It's on the screen now. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, but he giveth more grace. He said, wherefore he said, God resisted the power. But he said, he giveth grace unto the humble. 
You see, we still go back to Proverbs to, to understand more about this grace-giving humility. It's very, very important. It's very important. What does God really mean about humility? Is he just talking about the opposite of pride? You know, that's a general interpretation. That when you are humble, you are talking about the opposite of pride. But I tell you, there is more to receiving grace than just not being proud. Really, not being proud will lead you into a lot of other things. That is what we really want to consider. I hope we'll be able to get there before my time runs out. Amen. But let's, let's go to Philippians. I, I, I just want us to see a couple of things. What verse were we before we left there? Verse 10. So 11 now. It said, and that every tongue should confess. It's only to start with that that is in church today. Amen. It seems the is taking most of our time. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, verse 12 now. It said, we are for my beloved. As ye have also always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. He said, walk out your salvation with fear and what? So let, let's start the teaching on humility from here. So all over the Bible, we see statements like fear not. Do you understand that? How many of you have seen the fear not statement in the Bible before? Fear not. Fear not. I am with the fear not and all of that. I think in one of pastors' teaching, he said there are about 365 of instances in the Bible where that word fear not was used. But there are only two instances that this fear or be careful and all of that, do you understand, it was used. So let us go to the second one. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. We want to quickly start learning about that humility. Hebrews chapter 4. I'll read from verse 1 from Amplified and I'll come back because that KJV version might just be blind to us just now. He said, therefore, while the promise of entering is rest, still oaths, and is offered today. He said, let us be afraid. Really, in King James Version, he said, let us therefore fear. Do you understand? He said, but in um, Amplified, he said, let us be afraid. He said, to distrust this, least any of you should think he has come too late and has come short of reaching it. So when, if you followed carefully when we went to Isaiah chapter 53, he said, who shall believe our report? We have come with the gospel to you who will believe us. We have told you to be humble. Who will believe us? People think the people that are humble, they are foolish persons, and they don't have anything to do. They just want to be subject to other persons. But it is not true. There is no leader who has not learned to be a follower. Do you understand what I'm talking about now? So if your relationship will really work, you should learn to submit. We'll get there now. So submit to what, really? In this verse one, he was saying that a gospel has been committed to you. It's a lot of fear now. Let, let's see what the gospel is about. Verse 2. Can we read together? So we are, we are all receiving the same word. This is just by the side now. We are all receiving the same word. Do you understand me? But only a few of us are mixing it with faith in our heart. Some of us are talking it away already. Some of us are putting it down. Some of us are already thinking upon the things that I'm saying. There are different ways. You will not get the same results. Just know that. And even if there, there are other distractions, you know, many persons come to service and they are still on their WhatsApp. Do you understand that? All these distractions contribute their own. But I tell you, it does not contribute to the word of God. That's, that's just what I want you to know. Amen. You don't feed on something and get something else. You don't plant a mango tree and you get something. Do you understand that? That is simply what it's saying here. But verse 3, let's go to verse 3 now. It says, for we which have believed to enter... Interest. You should not struggle over your relationships. 
Jesus has, all the price that Jesus, your relationships are part of it. If you are struggling with any kind of relationship, remember what we learned also in James chapter 4 verse 7. He said, if there is devil there, he said, resist that devil, he will flee. But how do you go about it? He said, first, submit. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So he's saying we should enter this rest. So the gospel is preached to you over and over again. You are thought of God's power. You are thought of God's grace. You are thought of God's faith. But yet, please, can someone help me with bro, Savior? Thank you, sir. All right. So he's, he's talking about in this faith that you have come into. You have to understand that you have come to rest. How do you, how do you enter the rest? Understanding that we came from fear. Be afraid <laughs> to receive this gospel. How do we go about it? <laughs> Let's continue. He said, as he, as he said, as I have sworn in my rot, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So since the beginning of the earth, God has already completed this faith, this our need. Our life. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It is not a, it's not a promise that will be fulfilled. You know, we often use this scripture, now is the set time. You see, saying that now is the set time is not just making now the set time. The set time is just now because you are just recognizing it now. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So even if you wait till tomorrow and say tomorrow is the set time now, it becomes tomorrow for you. In God, it is complete. In God, it is what? We'll, we'll get there. This, this scripture says that. It said, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. Ephesians 1.4. He said, according as he had chosen us in him. Before when? Before when? Not even, not even at the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. So your relationships, the people that are coming to you per day. Okay, let, don't let me join. Don't let me jump. He said that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So many people are living in blame, in condemnation, and a lot of things. He said, it is not yours. It is not whose? It is not yours. It is not yours. What is yours is God's love. What is God's is God, it's God's humility. What is yours is a good relationship, happy relationships. And I'm talking all manners of relationships. Your friends, your family, if you are in any marriage kind of relationship, all your relationships. Your relationship with your boss even. All these relationships. Amen, church. He said, he has finished from the foundation of the world. He said, verse 4 now, from that Hebrews chapter 4. He said, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all the works. Amen. God was not resting because he's tired. Do you understand that? He was, re he was resting because he's done. He did it all. He did it all. In the song, it says, He rose again. He did it all. He did it all for me. The Son of God, He died in my place. How many of us know that song? Nobody. Wow. Okay. Let me just keep quiet. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But He paid a price. Everything that you could ever need now. For any of your relationship, all the knowledge, all the understanding that you need, he has made it available since the foundation of the world. In fact, he said before the foundation of the world. Do you get that? Did you get that? 
God made all the provision, made all the supply since the foundation of the world. Amen. He said, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his work. Amen. So let's go back to that Philippians and continue our study. I just quickly, I tell you, I just have to show you that quickly. Let's, let's jump to verse 16. He said, only for the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ and have not, have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. So many people are laboring, not because God has asked them to. God has not asked, asked what you are doing of you. You, you, are in a, you are in a relationship and God has not asked you. You're, you're wasting your own time. Your own time. Nobody's time. Your time. Amen. Amen, church. He said, Yea, and I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. I joy and rejoice with you all. He said, For the same cause also, ye joy and rejoice with me. He said, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus or Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. So in your, friend, in your relationships, can you represent the group? Can you represent the bunch? Because this is, we're talking about somebody else now. We've talked about oh, Jesus. Do you understand that? We talked about Jesus. So now we want to talk about Timothy. See what Paul is saying about Timothy now. He said that if he sends Timothy, he will be comforted together. You see, pastor was not around on Sunday, but he could leave somebody else to take charge of the service. Do you understand that? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Let's, let's go on. I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Are you humble enough to have learned so much of someone that the person can say, indeed, I can trust you to handle things my own way? Do you understand that as humans, we cannot always do the things exactly the same way? Do you, do you all understand that? So you, you enter a relationship and you see that the person is a completely different person from you. So how do you survive all these things? Yet, it takes humility and he's now telling us here that he said, for I have no man like-minded. You remember where we started from? He said, to demonstrate that love in like-mindedness. He said, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. He said, for all seek what? Can we look into our scriptures? Verse 21. You see, when you have a list of love God first, love yourself second, and love people third, do you understand that? You, you, you naturally fall victim of what Paul is saying here. That all men will love themselves. You will naturally just choose yourself, even above God a lot of the time. But if you will be like the Macedonian church and giving yourself, offering yourself, you will not be giving to this list. You will be giving to the Spirit of God all the time. You will be giving to what? To the Spirit of God all the time. So that is where your immunity comes in. That is, that is when your, your submitting is manifested. Do you understand that? Do you understand that, church? Amen. He said, not the things which, he said, not the things which are Christ's. He said, you know the proof of him, that as a son with the father, he has served with me in the gospel. As a son with the father. So when, when uh, Joseph and Mary went to the temple to go and pick Jesus, he said, don't you know I ought to be about my father's business? Amen, church. How many of you can? How many of you have mentors here? Okay. I'm excited that more hands to still go up because <laughs> I'm shocked about the hands that are not going up now. <laughs> can we can we raise up our hands? I just want to see. I just want to know. All right. Okay. But you ought to. Amen. 
you ought to have somebody that oversees you. You see, that is where humility is displayed. If you cannot submit yourself to one person, Abba, ah, ah, amen. Amen, church. Please learn to do that. Okay? 25 now, talking about somebody else. He said, yet I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, and companion in labor, and fellow soldier, but your messenger. Different qualifications for just one person. But you, okay, <laughs> I will not say this. <laughs> All right. He said, he either ministered to my wants. You know, it was this profile that thought that Paul was talking about in um, Philippians chapter 4. He said, he has, you have made me, talking about the Philippian church, and I said, they have sent him to him to make him full. Amen. Amen. See the way you are looking at me. Let's go there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 18. Verse 18. Are we there? He said, but I have all and abound. I am full. having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. And hold of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to who? To who, church? To God. You see, I said this teaching goes hand in hand with the giving that we are learning in this month. Amen. Amen. You see, this, this church where, see what they provoked in the next verse. said, but my God. Paul is the one talking here. He's saying, but my God. He said, shall supply all your need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, my own God. He said, don't worry. Don't, don't bother to put your faith on money again. He said, my God. <laughs> Somebody say, my God. My God. That confidence, that, that boldness, that conviction. That conviction. They are, they are sown blessing. They will receive it. They will receive of the same thing that they are sown. Glory to God. He said, my God shall supply all your need according to God's riches. God's riches. So saying the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is not talking about all your needs met alone. He's saying about God's riches being expanded unto you, being given unto you. You recognizing it and laying hold on it. Hallelujah. Let's go back to talking about Epaphroditus from Philippians. So verse 26 now. He said, For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had Ed that he, sorry, that he, meaning you have, the Philippian church now, have heard that he had been sick. He said, for indeed he was sick, even close to death. He said, but God had mercy on him, not on him only, but on me also, lest I shall have sorrow upon sorrow. I, I believe that, that passage is self-explanatory. Can, can somebody be, um, be feeling sorrowful if you're not around? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Can somebody say, ah, we really missed the... That was what happened to Tabitha in that act. Do you, do you remember that? The widows were showing Peter, see what he has done for us. See what he has done for us. And that was what really provoked the anointing there. The compassion of those persons, the widows there. Amen. I want us to quickly finish this so that we can go to Proverbs. But we'll get to the last verse. So quickly. He said... Verse 28, now he said, I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, he may rejoice and that I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. So we're saying earlier that, um, sorry, in pastor's teaching, we're saying that 
of the, the ministers that live over us, especially in words, they should be counted worthy of double honor. That is what Paul is talking of, about um, Epaphroditus here. Verse 20, verse 30 now, he said, Because for the work of Christ was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, he said, to supply your lack of service towards me. He said, not regarding his own life. Can you see the spirit-inspired love again? Not regarding what? Not regarding what, church? His own life. Inspired by the spirit all the time. Recognizing God's instruction to be humble, to submit all the time. I think the part I want to talk about is even the ending part. He said, let me, let me read from the Amplified Version, the last part. He said, to complete the deficiency in your service to me, which distance prevented for yourselves from rendering. So you are in relationships that you, you, you have been kept by distance to really benefit from the relationship. But thank God we have networks all around us now. Do you understand now? Do you understand that now? So that you can be part of it. So even if you are an online worshiper, you can be part of the ministry. I mean actively, not just for services, actively. How many of you know Pastor's page? The Facebook page and the Instagram page. You've seen any of his posts of recent? Only one person? Two persons? Three persons? Four? You see, the person that handles those pages is not even around. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? The person is not around. So the distance should not be a barrier to you communicating the gospel. Do you understand that? To you giving and honoring the persons that are above you. Are you following me? To keep your relationships active, distance should not be the barrier. Now, let's quickly jump to Proverbs now. Proverbs chapter 4. Sorry, chapter 3. Proverbs 3. We will not read through, but we'll see some verses that, that, that further expands for us what immunity means. So, David was talking to Solomon here. He said, my son, forget not my law. Let thy heart keep my commandment. This is submitting to God. Do you understand that? Can we read it together, everybody? My son, forget not my law. Do you remember what the father, Paul, said to his son, Timothy? He said, meditate upon this thing. Do what? He said, give thyself holy. What will happen next? Your property will appear unto all. So today we are talking about what? Having effective relationships. When you pay attention, when you are humble and submitted to God's instruction, this is what you receive. You're, are you following me, church? Verse 2 now. He said, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So you will, you will be able to sustain your relationships for long by the word of God, by your submission, by your humility. Are you following, church? All right. He said, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Verse 5, now I'm not in verse 5. He said, and lean not unto thy own understanding. Why did he say that? He said that because of verse 4. He said, so art thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So even when you are found favor in the sight of man, you, you, you do not lean on their own understanding. You do not lean on what they have to offer you. You still make sure that you stick to God's word. Hallelujah. You still do what? You stick to God's word. You follow his commandment. Amen. Did you get that? All right. Let's jump to the last um, two verses of that chapter. 
He said, surely, can we read together? Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Can we open our Bibles? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34 and 35. But give it grace unto the lonely. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the... Amen. So you can see the man who is humble now. is the one that will really enjoy of this kind of relationship that we are talking about. Do you get that? The reason why I didn't bother to go about this, the manual is because he was talking about having the Christ kind of character. So now let's go to Acts. I'm rather so that we can take the discussion. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Talking about the holy believers, especially Peter here. This, this person was specifically about Peter. And what people said about him. More, more or less like his relationship with people that were listening to him then. Verse 8 said, Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. And saith unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. You know, this was not the same Peter that was denying Jesus. What was different? This part here said he was filled with what? With the Holy Ghost. Can you see the spirit-inspired person there again? You see, it takes humility to deliver the gospel. Do you understand that? You, you usually think that humility will just mean that you are calm and gentle. You see... When you are humble to receive of God's spirit, it gives you the boldness, the kind of boldness that he's talking about in, this Peter, in Peter's life. Do you understand that? It gives that unto you. Amen. Verse, verse 9, he said, If we this day, and then he went on to explain. Verse 13 now. Can we jump to verse 13? He said, Now, can we all read together? Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with who? With Jesus. With Jesus. These persons have humility. Can they say that of you? That there is something different about you now. That you have learned humility. That you, are, you now share the same mind with believers. That you now demonstrate love at a different level now. And I tell you, this is what keeps all your relationships. This is what keeps all your relationships, that you have this mindedness of Christ. What is the mindedness of Christ? John 3, 16. John 3, 16. Oh. We all know it, so we don't need to even open. For God so loved the world, that he did what? That he gave. But when you see, in that giving, the only thing that we see is we receiving Jesus. But what about Jesus being given to service? You do hear what I'm saying? Jesus was given to what? To service. He came to serve us. Can you see humility in display there again? He said, the, the, the greatest of you, he said, he will wash the feet of, his, of, of, of people that are, that are with him. Amen. You see, so the, the, the height of your relationships is attaining your humility. And we'll learn that also from that James, that when you, when you are humble, you also learn to submit to the Lord. And in your submission, you, you will see the right from the wrong. So, so let's, let's go to the discussion now. The, the first question is very related to just what I said now. He said, what does attitude mean to you? How can we define it? When is it bad? When is it good? How many of you are, when pastors teaching for the singles? On good and bad. Before I started teaching, then he taught us on good and bad. And, oh, we're not there. <laughs> God bless your soul. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen, church. 
Ah, ah, glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter 5. Starting from verse 6. Romans chapter 5, starting from verse 6. It said, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. It said, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. So what's the difference between a good man and a righteous man? A good man does good. A righteous man does right. Who else was there with that? What's the difference between a good man and a righteous man? Some of you raised up your hand that you're in pastor's teaching now. So help us out. So quickly, quickly, quickly. What's the difference between being good and being right? I've even given you a scripture now, so that should not be difficult. So, someone, do we have believers in church today? <laughs> do you want to help us, brother? Is that will you help us now? No. Oh, all right. No one wants to help us to, okay. Thank you, Efe. I can't hear you, please. Something can be good and not be right. Something can be good but not right. So, if good man does good right, so how do we tell that thing that is not good from the one that is right? Is that? I can't hear you. Continue. Go ahead and speak. But I just can't hear you. Oh, that's all. Okay, thank you. I will appreciate it. Sister Ruth wants to speak. Please, quickly. We have very limited time here now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so to buttress what he said, the pastor said that it is not enough to do um good thing. That it's not every good thing that is right. So we need the spirit of discernment to know what is good from the right thing. Thank you very much. I will celebrate Sister Ruth. Okay, we'll just take one more discussion, then we'll close here. Um, the third one, he said, how can your attitude encourage and motivate others? How can your attitude encourage and motivate others? Any responses, please? How can your attitude encourage and motivate others? There are scriptures here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 21, verse 24, and verse 14. How can your attitude encourage and... Should I start calling names? How can your attitude motivate and encourage others? To motivate and encourage others, you have to be in your best behavior. You have, as a Christian, you have to live your life to to should I say this now? To prove that you are a Christian, like a Christ-like life, to encourage and motivate others. Thank you. Can we can we appreciate our praise the Lord. Um, 
I think to be your what's the question again? Sorry. Okay, as Christians, you must be consistent with that your good attitude now in quotes. It's not like today you are good, tomorrow you are you are semi good, next tomorrow you are bad. So you have to be very consistent with that particular attitude of yours. So people can encourage like can be encouraged by your attitude. Praise God. Can we appreciate her? Can we appreciate her? Hey. Amen. You see, they've said lovely things. You need consistency. You need what? Consistency. You have, that is why you always have. That's, you know I've been saying that. You always have to listen for the spirit of God. Always, 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 always. There is no random talk. There are no random materials that you are feeding your mind on. Always the word of God. So am I saying that we should not, I mean, do other things? You see, pastor said during that excellence teaching that when you start mixing, you start getting nothing. When you start mixing it, mixing it, mixing it, Listen to God's word today. Listen to Lawrence Oyo today. Listen to somebody else. Do you understand? When you start mixing, you know, when we read from um, Pastor James in James chapter 4, he was talking about ad adulterers and adulteress. Do you understand? Then he was saying that if you are lovers of the word, you are what? Enemy of God. Glory to God. I might not have been blessed with today's in today's teaching. All right, can we just bow down our heads and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? The Lord is humility, this attitude that, that makes relationships effective. I receive of it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Say a louder amen. So let's do a short recap. Praise God. What is the attitude that sustains a relationship? No, that's not where we started. What is the attitude that sustains a relationship? Just one attitude. Is the sum total of the entire thing we were taught today. Huh? Love. You see, what sustains any relationship, father-son relationship, father-daughter, mother Whatever, sister, sister, cousin, cousin, um, boss, um, Omosha, what was the English of Omosha? Boss, employee, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's also there. Master, apprentice, all kinds of what sustains it, whether you are with your family or not with your family, whoever you are dealing with, what sustains that relationship is love. And then we now veered into one aspect of love because love is, of course, the entirety of the law. But you now have variants of love. Because in love you have joy, you have peace, you have all these other fruit of the Spirit. Everything is embedded in love. Then we zoomed in on one. What is the one we zoomed in on? Humility. And we're taught today that if you are very humble, you will have the best relationships around. If your relationship is not working, it's because you are not humble. Just check out. If you see that there are cracks, there are, there are lines that are messing up your relationship, any kind of relationship, whether with your friend, whether with your father, somebody is not humble. Somebody is not humble somewhere. It's, it's very simple. Praise God. So we're encouraged today that humility should characterize our life. With your wife, be humble. Wife should be humble when they're with their husband. Sons should be humble when they're with their father. That is, you see that the, 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 the son has stood up against the father. 
And because he's not humble again, he thinks that he knows more. Knowledge puffs up. There's a way when you acquire knowledge, you think you, you are better. But when you find yourself in that person's position, it's easy to say somebody is the pastor and then you judge them. You come and be the pastor. And see how easy, do you, do you get, you will see things differently. Like when your sister was taking care of you and you thought she was not good. When you now became the person taking care of somebody younger, you see that younger people don't listen. So you, you know that if you go back, you will behave differently. But you don't have to experience everything before you learn. Humility is our culture, is our character. Any relationship that is cracking, that is faulty, somebody is not humble. Tap somebody and ask, are you a humble person? Are you, are, you, are you very humble? Are you very humble? And then we're taking through Philippians chapter 2. Look at all the points, beautiful points that we were taught today. Number one, when you are humble, you can be proud. Of course, that's straightforward. You can be proud. God resists the proud. But he giveth more grace to the humble. But the person that is proud, he, he thinks he knows it all. Nobody can correct him. Nobody can speak to her. He's the alpha and omega of his life or her life. Maybe you are here like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> you are here, you know that there's no, you are a very proud person. Destruction is very close. It's very simple. It's like God himself resists the proud. It's not the devil that is now fighting you. <laughs> it's God that is resisting the proud. We got to the part where we resist the devil. This one is very God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So we're taught that we should not be proud. We should be humble. In, in Philippians chapter 2, we saw that Jesus became obedient even to the point of death. When he re- I, I, I was just thinking where I sat. I said, wow, to the point of... It is quite difficult for men today. But when we adopt the character of love, what has been taken for you that you cannot bear? It's because you don't have humility. You feel like this is the end of the world. Why are you denying me of this thing? Why are you taking... Do you want to finish my life? I feel empty. It's because you don't have what we are talking about. And actually you have it, but you have not acknowledged it. I think you talked about that last week. The acknowledging of every good thing that is in us. Praise God. Then we talked about, he's not a separatist. He talked about unity of faith. He said they are with one accord, one mind. Verse 1, you have that there. He's not a separatist. When you see that you are separating yourself from others, you want to lock your door. Everybody is in the family. Only you want to be away, except God has told you to be away. You know that it's not God that told you to, you just want to stay away from people. There's no humility. That's no humility. Your wife wants to stay away from the husband. Husband wants to stay away from. Brother wants to stay away from the other siblings. Name it. The the the, the employee does not want to relate with other employees. Separatism. Is verse one we were taught now. Okay, I'm not going to. Does not seek praise. You are always seeking praises. Should praise me for this now. I should be recognized for that now. I should. Somebody should see that I'm doing this now. <laughs> we were taught now. <laughs> Praise God. And then he said he does not trust his own judgment. You saw that in Proverbs chapter 3. He does not trust his own judgment. You think that only you know what is right. 
Because only you know what is right. But like, like, minimal correct. And I think my wife used to say that about me. <laughs> that is like only my head. But God is. Well, we should be able to discern between the two. But you get what I'm saying. Sometimes, even if you are right, you step down. That's why we're taught submission. Humility is strength under control. You are very powerful, but you decide to bring yourself under. It is powerful, sir. What have taught us today? <laughs> it's, it's like an elephant that can pick a tree and, and root it out, but he picks a straw carefully. If, if you watch the documentary, you see how elephant treats straws, grasses. The same animal that can pick a tree and uproot it with, with, with ease. Humility does not trust his own judgment. You know best. You know best. You know best. You're on your way to destruction. You know best. You know best. You know best. Samuel, Samuel went to that man and said, you know, very humble. Two times he went to Eli. He said, you called me. You know, if it was you, you would say, Shebi told me that I didn't know. <laughs> you, that's what we say. I, naturally, we say, I, I, I went to him the first time. He told me that he didn't call me. So he can't be the one calling me. And he would have missed the voice of God. Maybe we'll not hear about Professor Samuel today. Humility. Few more points. Humility does not strive. And to batinja, tap your neighbor. Shumanja, shumanja, shumanja. It's there. And to batinja, don't like it. Jagidija, I'm a paralone in bibini. I'm a paralone in bibini. I'm a ejeka dasile katunsa. Give me the English for people online so that they get the language. That, that's the language of somebody that is not humble. We are picking one dimension of love today. And this must be manifested in our life. It's not a corner. I, I saw that in verse 34 of Proverbs chapter 3. People that scorn, you know, as somebody is talking, you are scorning him. You are mocking. I know a simple word for scorn is to mock. You, you are kilos away. If you are naturally a scorner, you can learn from, you see, children exercise humility more than, so it's easy to relate with them. They have fantastic relationship with children. Children, if only we can, he said, Jesus said we should be like a child to learn humility from children. Best of relationship you have. So you see the, the purity. They don't scorn you. You don't see a child thinking with openness. He said, a man in whom there is no guy. When is on Nathaniel? Very lovely. The last one. We are going to pray on these things. Glory to God. Does not seek his own. Humility does not seek his own. Humility does not seek his own. It has to be you, you, you. Humility does not seek his own. So, you get angry. If a judgment is made and it does not favor you, you are sad or hungry. If anything is done and it appears that it does not work for you, but all things work together for good for them that love God. We are forgotten that one. You get angry, you scatter everywhere because it doesn't seem to go your way. But lines are falling onto you. I said, lines are falling onto you. It, does, it doesn't matter what is done. Lines are falling onto you. When Lot was speaking, he thought that he was speaking the best. Abraham could have got angry and said, what is this that you have done? He said, go. But sooner or later, 
it was Lord that was looking for Abraham now. Because including where Lord went, God said, as far as your eyes can see, I've given you. Let there not be strife. Let there not be strife. Rise to your feet. That's the message we learned today. Fantastic teaching. Lift up your two hands and let's pray. Can we ask for the grace to be humble? Can we just say, Lord, help me. I want to be to be humble. To be humble. I, I want people to say that he said Moses was the meekest man. Because another word for humility is meekness. Say, Lord, help me to be humble. So that I have great relationships. People want to they want to relate with me. People are happy to see me. People are happy to talk to me. People are happy to, to, to just be in my complaint. People are not running away from me. Why should people be complaining about you? Say, Lord, help me. Help me to have great relationship by manifesting this character of humility. People want to be, they are, they are comfortable in their skin when they, are, when they are with me. In church, in my unit, my leader is happy to relate with me. Members of my unit are happy to relate with me. At my place of work, all my clients and customers, they say, he's not only good at what he does, he's also good in character. Very humble very respectful say lord help us repeteli barane mama sakto ilate leketo sabaye jemenende zekete elakati arabano jababa ako tabaye we are not seeking vain glory you are not looking for somebody to praise you before you do what you want to do a provididos that that man he was he was giving himself he was giving himself and he was not asking for anything in return Sema mana hani keso kete liga barada bashata ila kandeli agabai there is bowel of mercy there is the, the consolation of Christ we we have the comfort of joy on the inside of all in the name of Jesus our relationships are getting better husband and wife are having smoother relationship in the church there is unity there is one there is one accord things are working we are moving on there is no strife there is no strife lakataba yedede rekapela bendo sabaye yeleke sebelebende kaila kaila baye there is no scorner. Nobody is full of scorn. Nobody is full of mockery. Nobody is full of division. There is love. There is joy. There is oneness in our midst. Jesus was in the class of God, but he made himself. 
have of no reputation. He was in the class of God, but he brought himself down. Can you bring yourself down? seconds because some people wonder why their promotion has not come he said he said shame is the promotion of the fools that was the last verse verse 35 proverbs chapter 30. i said hey shame is the promotion of the fools shame their promotion is is is, 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 is i mean fools their promotion is shame but he told us about the promotion of those who are humble jesus was humble and what did god do he said god lifted him and gave him a name that is above every name after the manifestation of humility when jesus became humble he said god lifted him he gave him a name that is above every name that at the name of jesus every name was after he was humble that was why we were taught in that verse 6 that god giveth more grace to the humble but god resists the proud it's very simple the reward of humility is promotion the reward of humility is promotion the boy that we are collecting that is not listening is destruction but the one that listens is promotion it's promotion anybody that listens to cancer is going up is going up the one that does not listen is going down it's a matter of time lift up your hands for 30 seconds now i'm going to drop this microphone ask for humility sometimes you say lift up your hand you can't even lift your hand do you see how proud you, you, you can tell the level of pride by little things by little things can you in 30 seconds just ask again lord i'm not missing the promotion for my life i receive humility In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Give him thanks, give him thanks. Appreciate him, appreciate him. For the Lord has created us with a kind of humility this afternoon. Appreciate God, appreciate God for answering prayers. Bless his holy name. We thank you, Father, we thank you, Father, we thank you. Lord, we appreciate you. Glory be to you, Lord. In Jesus. Wonderful name you have prayed and received. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. And this was in Christ. Let it be in you. Every day before you go out, pray that prayer, Lord. Examine yourself. End the thoughts yourself. 
and death to the Spirit of God. Lord, this is the mind of Christ. Clothe me with this mind of Christ. There was a day, I, one of the days I will never forget in my life. I was coming from my church every chapter. I was in and 16 or 15. For a meeting here at Sredakbo. I remember feeling like that, that point. I was on bike. because was at that junction. That's, at that junction, I heard a voice very clear. In fact, one of the voices I can never forget. He told me, the day you exhort yourself, that day I write you off. In fact, I was, that was one of the voices I, I, I can never forget in my life. I was on bike at that, at that spot, um, Elisha Garage, at that spot. I was going for a meeting here at Redakbo, the NCOP meeting. You know. That was the day I knew that there is nothing in life that exceeds humility. Let us pray again you know, in a few seconds before we round up. God yoke me. Tell God to yoke you. Tell the God to yoke you. Anything called pride, either, 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 either any form of pride in you, tell it to God. God yoke me. Take away pride of me. Take away pride in me. Take any form of pride. There are times we act in a proud way we don't even know. There are many things that, that, that we do we don't even know that they are pride. They, they, they come to us in a very subtle way, but we don't know. But by the time you have to, you, you are filled by the Spirit of God, you can easily discern. God tells you, stop this. Don't do this. Don't. Then you, you, also, you have to listen and echo to that voice. In Manasiktaraya, Ratoba Sotelegrezia, Embrekoto Maroshe Kedosia. Lord God, I am joke, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I am joke, Lord, tonight. I am joke, Lord. I am joke, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. The man of God said, the height of your relationship is only attained in humility. I caught that word. And now we never forget that word. The height, the altitude, the how far you will go in life. Because it's determined by the, what, the level of, of humility. Because it's your relationship that determines how well you can relate to people. And, no, and it is people that will draw you up. Praise God. Praise God. Our time is fast spent. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Okay. Let, let us just turn our hands together for God and then for our man of God. The, the man the Lord has used to bless us this evening. Thank you so much. We celebrate you. God bless you in Jesus' name. More grace. Can, can you just speak, speak to his life? You know, anytime Pastor Carlos teaches, you know, God is wonderful. Let us speak to his life. Touch stretch for your hands towards him and speak to his life. We release upon you grace upon grace in the name of Jesus. More strength, more anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive for you utterance of power and of fire in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are strengthened, you are strengthened. You will run the race well and you will finish well in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us pack our offering. Let us pack our offering. We believe that you have been blessed by that powerful word of God. Worship with us at Christway Church, Treasure House, Temek Peme Quarters, Ikoi, Ileife. You can also fellowship with us every Monday while we seek the face of the Lord in prayer. Join us as well every Tuesday for our weekly Bible study where we experience the beauty in the word of God. For testimonies, questions, or counseling, call 0913-710-5352. You can also follow us on Instagram and join our live stream services at underscore treasure church, Twitter at underscore treasure house. God bless you.